0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. Starting out a new week. Happy Monday. And there's a storm brewing. Hurricane Harden, which I definitely need to make a graphic or intro for has blown in and has reached landfall. Somehow it's hit Philadelphia. Keith Smith. What, what a weekend in the James Harden saga. And then we wake up today to even more news that just, it feels like at every turn it gets crazier and crazier. And now here we are where it sounds like James Harden and Daryl Morey are like a, a bickering couple. And now Daryl Morey is being called a liar by James
2: Harden. Yeah, what, what is right? this world that we're living in? Who who has a cage fight first? Uh, James Harden and Daryl Morey or Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg? Because it Ooh. sounds like uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk's cage fight is off. So so maybe Morey and Harden will climb maybe a squared circle and uh, do do battle. All right, yeah, <laughs> this was crazy. So we get news Saturday, I believe it was from Woj that basically Philadelphia is done. Like they're not talking trades anymore. They haven't been able to find a trade that they like, and they are going to uh, move on expecting Harden to be a participant in training camp. Uh, That was followed up. I think later Saturday night with a report from Sam Amick saying, Uh, Yeah, we recognize the ESPN reporting, but a source close to Harden says no chance. He's not Mm -hmm. playing for Philadelphia again. Then early uh, today, Monday morning, as we record this Monday, August 14th. uh, So in the evening time, James Harden right now is on an Adidas tour over in China. Uh, He stands up in front of a bunch of media and fans and who knows who else is there. But he says, Daryl Morey is a liar. Um, you know, and I have, I will play for an organization that he's a part of. And then he, just in case anybody missed it, he said, let me say that again. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will not be a part of any organization he's a part of. So
1: there it is. Wow. Um, I mean, this is, it's rare that the drama gets that pronounced public. Like normally we hear, oh, so-and-so is requested a trade, but it's never public. Right. Because then you get into fines and all that kind of stuff. And now you've got James Harden flat out denying that he will ever be on this team again. But before we even get into the whole, like, what does this mean for the NBA? What can this mean for fines and all that kind of stuff? Correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, but isn't there a rule in the new CBA where because he's under the last year of his contract, if James Harden just no-shows with the 76ers, he's actually still under team control after this season. It's not like his contract expires, then he gets to just go skip off to whatever team he wants
2: yeah so here the so what happens is if a player withholds services which is Mm -hmm. essentially doesn't show up right so what happens is if they do that for more than 30 days after the start of the last season covered by his player contract so sounds like they're kind of give a little leeway for a 30-day holdout um but for more more than 30 days um well i guess yeah i guess you could do it on and off like come in for a week and leave for a week but anyway more than 30 days after the start of the last season covered by his player contract shall not be deemed to have been completed Um, what that means is then the player doesn't become a free agent they can't negotiate or sign a new contract with another team unless thus the the prior team gives them permission and agrees to that and that is not just another nba team that is any professional team and that is something that um, we know from past practices. FIBA will uphold. FIBA will say no because they've done it the other way, where guys have tried to get out of contracts in other um, non-NBA leagues and tried to get to the NBA. And FIBA has always said no. Like you, like you, you have to follow your league's rules. So if James Harden decides tomorrow, you know, hey, I want to go play in China next year, not going to be allowed unless Philly says fine. Go, mm-hmm. we're done. What we don't know is, would Philly say, yeah, we just want to wash our hands clean of this, be gone, like we're we're finished with this? Or would they say, no, we're going to hold out and make you kind of make good to us first? So so we'll see. Mike, hey, continue to believe it won't get there, right? Will something yeah. will happen here. But then there's been some kind of subsequent reporting uh, today, more reaffirming reporting, that Daryl Morey has said, that he will not do a trade that doesn't keep them a title contender, and doesn't do a trade that, or won't do a trade that that like eats into their salary cap flexibility for next offseason. I tweeted about mm. this earlier today. It's just that's hard to pull yeah. off, right? That's even removing the whole harden of it all. If to you check both like, those yeah, boxes, like, right? Yeah, we we want to be really good this year, but we don't want to eat into our salary cap flexibility. That yeah. just is a very hard thing to pull off.
1: It's like I, I want to buy a new house, but I also want to save a bunch of money. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like how do you, how do you accomplish both of those things at, at the same time, or, or, or whatever it is? You know, I'm re- I really want to buy a video game system and save money at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's very difficult to, to do, obviously. So, uh, and in some ways it's contradictory. So, when we're looking at this situation, I, I mean, if you're James Harden, you got to be feeling like, wait, wait, if that's your goal, then you're never actually going to trade me. Yeah. Right? like that it's not going to happen and then when you get that confirmation that the 76ers are pulling away from trade discussions and who knows what's been said behind closed doors i think there's some sentiment out there that the 76ers in james harden taking less so the six, sixers could sign some other players may have kind of wink wink said hey we'll take care of you uh, next year and now obviously that's not so maybe he feels upset about that but there also could be an element to this where he's been told, hey, we're going to trade you. Okay, we'll take care of wherever it is you want to go. And now suddenly the Sixers are playing hardball and saying they're not going to trade him. And he's left, again, feeling slighted. Um, again, though, this this also goes back to he picked up his option. Yep. If he was so dead set on not wanting to be a 76er, if this was so important to it, and again, maybe things have happened since then that have changed how strongly he feels about this. But some of this also, like, the responsibility here is not fully on the 76ers. If James Harden really despised being a 76er, don't pick up your option. Go wherever you go wherever you want to go. Go sign whatever contract you want. Don't pick up the option. Why did you pick up the option? Oh, because you wanted 36 million dollars and you weren't going to get that anywhere else. Sometimes it's you know you try to have your cake and eat it too and it doesn't quite work out. I, I think there's responsibility on both parties here. This can't just be oh the the big bad 76ers that are, are doing James Harden wrong here. Harden had control of the situation and then opted into his contract.
2: Yeah. I think Chris Mannix was the one who put this in a tweet. And I thought it was really well said is James Harden could be calling Daryl Morey a liar from the, Hey, I opted out thinking you were going to make good. Um, This was meaning two summers ago. I opted out of that contract. So you would have more flexibility to sign PJ Tucker, Daniel house and do the moves you did. And I thought, this summer, I was getting a max deal from you, or it could be the liar of the more immediate of, "Hey, I opted in because you said opt in and we'll trade you," yes, versus just leaving. My guess is, and this is strictly a guess, James Harden and camp when it came time for option time was, eh, "I want to get to the Clippers. There's no way to get to the Clippers for any kind of reasonable money that's not a minimum contract without." a trade happening right there. There's just no way because they don't have the ability to sign me. And my thought was at that time was then, all right, They probably have something prearranged. They know there will be a deal done, mm-hmm. but clearly that was just a, Hey, that's where I'd like to play. And the Clippers are like, cool, but we don't really want to give everything under the sun to get you yeah. because that's not we where we feel like we need one. We feel like we need to go to and probably. We don't really feel like that's what your value is. Then I think the other piece becomes from the Philly side is, did Philly say, yeah, you know, we're ready to go? And then circumstances change and it's like, uh, you know, you had some injuries. You, you played well because now it's being painted like James Harden is garbage and he's not. He's still a very good player. Yeah. Um, but like, you're not a max guy. We certainly don't want to give you the max deal for as many years as we can which was really about four years uh this summer so I think that turned into uh let's hold off here right let's 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 wait let's see let's see what develops and then that's where it's no if you're not giving me the max then trade me get me out of here and now obviously things have gone so far um down the wrong pathway for both sides you can't salvage this anymore you can't there, there's no coming back from this and we talked about it before if you're Philly and you force him to show up, you know what it's going to look like. We've seen it twice, mm-hmm. what it looks like. He's not going to show up and play great. And for all those people who are like, I don't know, he's got to prove being a free agent. No, he doesn't. He's, this guy's a you know heading into the twilight of his career. Teams know what he is. He doesn't have to prove that he can still play. They're going to look at it, and if they're interested, they're like, yeah, I don't care that he played like crap for Philly. Like, he wasn't trying. He didn't care. He didn't want to be there. We're happy to get him and bring him in. Um, so that's just, you know, it. It's, this is not going to go well for Philly.
1: Yeah, exactly. This, this isn't going to go well for, for Philadelphia trying to get it. And we've talked about the, the Joel Embiid of it all is, you know, that's a, a certainly a concerning part of this, uh, as you're saying. So, hmm? uh, I mean, what happens here for Philadelphia, like Daryl Morey is trying to get the best deal that he possibly can. And so he's trying to, he's playing every card he can. Uh, James Harden is doing the same. He's trying to force the issue to get to the Clippers. So I don't know like in this this messy situation where does where does fault lie here in this because you know what what happens is 76ers fans are are kind of caught in the crossfire here between all of this.
2: Yeah, I, everybody right involved has some fault here I think. I think Daryl Morey has fault for let's go back kind of saying he needed this massive return for Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and that you know, put him in a spot where when that didn't come, then kind of got a little fortunate that the Harden situation fell in his lap and he was able to make that trade. But that, you know, that kind of maybe mishandling that situation led to this one. Now, this one's clearly been, I don't want to necessarily say mishandled, but not handled well, um, if, if if we can put it that way. And then you have Harden basically on his side kind of saying like, yeah, you know, I'm in a spot where now it's, um, you know, I don't want to be here anymore, but I'm not going to give James Hart. You, you everybody who watches this, I know you know, but everybody who watches and listens should know. Hey, my feeling is, if teams two years into a five year deal can be like, yeah, we want to trade a guy, I never have a sure. huge problem with a player says I don't really want to be here anymore. But it, the way Harden's handled his last two situations like this, mm. his, his hands aren't exactly clean here either, right? Like he's just he's made a mess of things. So I, I, I think this is a, a you know, for worse and blame pie there's plenty to go around for for everybody here and the ones like you said who are caught are the 76ers now they're there in an absolute mess in this situation that yeah their guy created it in daryl Morey, but what happens moving forward with this team you know where does this all go
1: yeah exactly and this is um like you said there's plenty of blame to go around so by no means am I saying the Sixers are blameless here. By no means, and we don't know what's been said behind closed doors. Sure. By no means am I saying James Harden is 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 blameless here. Again, plenty of it to happen. Um, I have to think though that to some degree, because we thought this was going to get addressed in the CBA, but we're in an era where the sentiment among players is take the money now and figure out the destination later. You can always force a trade to where it is that you want to go. And at some point, there was going to be a pushback, and I'm not saying look, I agree with you, frankly. I think if players want to ask ask for trades, that's fine. That's fine. I think I still think the most damaging thing a player can do to a franchise is walk in free agency. Uh, that's that's a, a terrible situation to be in if you're if you've got a star level player and you have to watch that player walk away for nothing. Um, so I'm all for players cooperating with teams and saying, "Hey, I really don't want to be here. I really want to be, you know, somewhere else." But it's when you gets narrowed down to one team and this is the only team I want to go to. And that team isn't willing to give up or doesn't have anything worthwhile or significant. And that's going to drastically set back the franchise that it gets messy. And I think we were just, we're heading towards this, right? I mean, at some point a team was going to go, well, you're under contract and we don't like what's coming back. So we don't have to do this. I don't know that we're going to get to that point here where it becomes like a dig your heels in the sand and, and fight back type situation here. I don't think we're ultimately going to going to land like we're, I don't think it's going to be December and James Harden is still on the 76ers. But um, you kind of knew that at some point there was going to be a pushback because this sentiment has been so widespread. And again, I'm with you. I'm fine with players asking out. I'm fine with players working with teams and finding new homes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you knew there's always going to be a a counter to whatever the the current. Movement is to whatever the current direction things are going. Is there's always going to be a counter push for some reason. This is stupid because I, you know, was a, a teenager in the 90s, but I always think of what happened when all the boy bands got super popular in the midnight, you know, in sync and backstreet boys, and you know, all my favorites. What happened? Well, there was also a counter movement of like all the new metal stuff, like corn and limp biscuit and slipknot, and all that super, super heavy stuff. Also came out as kind of a a counter to that, like a pushback to all that kind of stuff. That's kind of what I think is going to happen here in the NBA. And again, I don't know that this is the inflection point, but it's so prevalent that players just say, well, I can get the money and then pick my destination later. At some point, there's going to be a pushback against that.
2: So, Daryl Morey and Joe Cronin are forming a grunge band? Is that that's that's, kind of
1: that's it? No, this is post grunge. This is the next, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, I got you. but okay. that is that is what's what's happening that means that uh Daryl morey is going to start screaming into a microphone at some point
2: perfect I'm, I'm all for it I mean if that's where we're headed let's go yeah I I think it is funny that we're kind of in two spots with this right we're, we're, yeah. both Portland and Philadelphia both more or less said uh hey like that's awesome we're happy to trade you to those places but they've got to give us the best offer and they've got to give us a good offer. And that's, that's where right. we've talked about it a lot on this show. Things could have went really sideways with Anthony Davis getting traded to the Lakers sure. because of him basically making it known like, Hey, I'm going to the Lakers, whether it's right now, it's a year from now, whenever it is, I'm going to the Lakers. And that quite frankly, definitely got some teams off. Now the Lakers still negotiated in good faith and the Pelicans got a really nice return um, from that trade. So what's happened here, though, is it's Portland and Philadelphia. When in the case of Dame, Damian Lillard and James Harden, uh, respectively, they don't feel like they're in a uh, spot where they're getting the best offer, getting what they feel they need in return. And And that's where, you know, I continue to say it's a sliding scale, right? The two teams with the players, they'll come down a little. The other team will come up a little and then we'll end up here, right? We'll end up they, they meet and and off we go. And this gets done. It's Andrew Brand. He's a football guy. I know Mm -hmm. you follow him on Twitter. Um, He used to be a Packers executive. He has a very famous saying that he repeats all the time and he repeats it in kind of all sports, but it's deadline spur action, right? And the deadline in this case is to start a training camp, right? Do you want James Harden, Damian Lillard walking in those doors or quite frankly, not, Walking in those doors, media day becomes a circus Because we know how it'll go It'll be the same thing it was with Ben Simmons Of, hey, we're not going to talk about that And then every question that was asked anyway Was about Ben Simmons It'll be the same thing in both Portland and Uh Philadelphia And to some extent Miami and LA Because they're going to be like, hey, do you guys want Damian Lillard here. Do you want James Harden? And most of the players would be like, hey, the guys who are here are here. And hey, the guys who want to be here, those are the ones I want to work with, you know, blah, 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 other cliches. But it's just, it's it's a distraction you don't need as you're going to start your season. So I think this is a very interesting place. Now, what's different, though, is Portland's kind of basically owning, like, hey, we trade Dame, we're, we're rebuilding. And as uh, Sean Hyken has put it very well, Portland can be really bad with Damian Lillard on the roster or not on the roster. Like they, they, they're just mm-hmm. a young team that's skewing young. Philadelphia is not really in a position where they want to be bad. Right. And if you have Harden not trying, well, now all of a sudden that makes a mess of things. And you got to figure it out. So, so that's going to be, be something. My guess is still probably see both guys get traded and something happens here, but everybody will have to give a little, right. And if I'm Philly, I want to ask you this question. A lot of people are saying, well, why does Philly care about staying a contender? They're not a contender now. How do you feel about that?
1: I'd say they're a contender. I've got yeah, them as a as a contender. I do I do. I mean, and, and part of that, Kate, this may be I don't I don't know exactly how you feel. I believe you're you're a fan of, of Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I'm I'd I'm say. very high on Maxey. And that and part of why I have Philly as a contender is my belief in him and his ability to continue growing even as James Harden's powers fade um i think tyrese maxi is going to be absolutely phenomenal this next year so that's that's part of that but they just they've got too much talent on this team and you just never know when everything can click obviously this isn't a great start to the season, and you don't wouldn't look at this and say oh yeah everything's going to really come together for this group <laughs> but there's a lot of talent here you've got the reigning mvp you've got a good young player in tyrese Maxey. i still like tobias harris and what he can bring even on the last year year of his deal I think they've got some good pieces uh, on this team that if things break right, it's not out of the question for them to be in the NBA Finals this year. Again, it's not what I would predict. I wouldn't make them the favorite or anything like that. But they are one of those teams where you could see the path, whereas there's other teams where you can just say, "Okay, like the Atlanta Hawks, they're not going to the NBA Finals. Right. Like, I think we can say that with with some certainty, Um, even though I think they can be a decent team the 76ers i could see a path where they could could uh, get there
2: yeah and, and now i openly understand my social media following is uh, you know colored in green with sure. Celtics fans who are taking no shortage of delight in this whole thing blowing up in philadelphia cuz it's uh it's lakers way up here off camera and then it is uh 76ers next and their rival our rankings for sure uh, Celtics fan so it's you know it's uh it but it's not um but I'm seeing it from you know very you, you know you see enough of your same followers all the time and I see a lot of people who they're they're not a Celtics fan and they're they're not a Sixers hater by any means they're just more of a uh, you know evened out fan and they're just like yeah like I just don't think Philly's on that level and that's to some extent, it's hard to argue with, right? They've never been past the second round, so that's mm-hmm. a whole thing, you know. We're with this group, so you know that that's you know I kind of get it when people say those things. I tend to think they're a contender, but like a contender on that second, third tier of contenders. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I, and I haven't worked out all my you know personal you know where my slot and every team in right now because, quite frankly, still waiting on a couple big shoes to drop out hmm. uh, to sort through all that stuff. But as we go through that, like, yeah, I'm like, all right, they're, they're behind a handful of other teams, but it's, it's to your point. It's not one where it's like, there's no world where I can envision this team being really good. Like, no, there absolutely is. And if Harden was still there, there's definitely a path to that hit there and engaged, obviously. So, yeah, yeah I just, I, I thought that was really interesting kind of um, pushback feedback that came out in the last few days of, yeah, you know this is you know where this stuff's at. So, you know, it's uh, it's you know, we're gonna see. Right now, it's now we're back to, well, I guess, same place we've been, right? Is the wait and see game right. with all of this. But, but now we 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 definitely had some uh, shots fired from from uh, all sides on this one.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let the storm clouds clear here, <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the the NBA schedule. We have a few games yeah. that that have been leaked. Now, this is, I'll tell you what, Keith. As somebody who's, you know, covered the league for a while now, there's a rhythm to how this goes down. And it wouldn't shock me on one hand if um, the whole schedule is out by the time this show is published, right? Like, <laughs> that that could definitely happen. Usually within a day or two of, you know, the Christmas Day game, opening night, those games kind of leaking. Uh, the whole schedule comes out. But this year has a different feel to it because of the midseason tournament, which, you know, that schedule is going to come out tomorrow. So I'm kind of left... And it's kind of fun in the dark in terms of the rhythm of of how this is all going to go down.
2: Yeah, how this still works without the in-season tournament component, which we already knew those were going to be what? I think those are... Tuesdays and Thursdays maybe I know there's select nights that Is when the in-season tournament games are going to be Played Mm -hmm. um so we We know that that's they're they're making a big Deal of those nights and and as a reminder These aren't extra games these are games that Would have been played anyway um they're Just you know being kind of double counted As the Mm in-season tournament and You know a regular season matchup so What's happened with these Um these is those will all get Released but but in general what They do is like two months ago in June, every team had to submit to the league, hey, these are dates we really need to work around, right? The most The Probably the two most famous ones, the Lakers and the Grammys and yep. the San Antonio Spurs First. and the rodeo, right? Like those are ones where it's like, hey, our building's not available. We don't really want to play a bunch of games. Home game's not in our building. Like send us out on the road during those periods. So those are kind of the two – to that, maintain the Celtics used to be every year in late February, I think, or early March, or one or the other. They, they, that's when the Barnum and Bailey Circus mm-hmm. came, to, came to town and they were out of town for, for uh, two and a half weeks every year. Uh, then, while the circus set up, so, um, what they do, teams send those in, then the league puts together and sends back a first pass schedule where they send that back now. What they try to do is work with the teams and their other partners because it's roughly half the teams share a building with a hockey team, um, too. So then it comes in. All right, well, you know who, who one who's the primary tenant. Right, who's, who's the secondary tenant in some cases like in LA who's the third team in the mm-hmm. building then what concerts do you have what else do you have going on and let's work through all that stuff then it gets sent back and then they come out with here is the schedule and they, they do that in conjunction with the NHL and with the buildings themselves
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed
2: where we're at right now is why all this stuff is leaking out well the teams have seen the first pass right and teams are leaking out there uh hey we're playing on christmas like just get mm-hmm. it out there fun for you and i or not fun if you don't want to work on christmas day celtics yeah. and lakers are gonna play on christmas That's day right. uh first time in a little while it's been you know I in a long three time years is it is it that long i it's, couldn't remember it, i think I it knew. was
1: somebody had it on twitter i think it was two thousand eight
2: okay it was the last time yeah, so it's they been were, a while i remember they played on christmas because the celtics came in on a 19 game winning streak and they were 27 and 2 and there was a lot of thought of like holy crap they're gonna like beat the bulls um you know record and oh, right. the lakers beat them and they broke that win streak so i know that was a christmas day game um but anyway it is um did so where we're at right now we have pieces and parts the league has said all the tournament days will be released that's tomorrow right tuesday um mm-hmm. all the in-season tournament games will will come out and then my guess is probably thursday we get all the rest of it like yep. comes out and you know, here it is here's every team's schedule but what we know so far we've got our opening day matchups are um i just lost it I know it's it's uh, uh,
1: it's uh, Suns and warriors is the, the evening game and Lakers yeah. nuggets is the, uh, the opener
2: early game. Yeah. So Lakers opening in Denver, a couple people were like, Whoa, it's, you know, two Western conference games, when it's Denver, it's hard because they're in that nine o'clock window is yeah. when they play most of their home games. So they'll push them up. I imagine that'll probably be probably be a scheduled seven thirty and eight tip off, probably mm-hmm. or seven thirty or eight tip off, and then the second game either ten or ten thirty uh, Eastern. So um, the, those are your opening day games. So two fun. Games right, we mm-hmm. get to see KD play against the Warriors, uh, and then we get to see um, uh, they actually the go Lakers. play
1: in Golden State. He's been hurt yeah, every. Never done The it. NBA was like, we're not messing around. Game yep. one, Game so one. we don't miss this. Yeah,
2: yep. Now, now, you know, let's all knock on wood and hope nothing yeah. happens in the preseason, right? And then right. Christmas, which is obviously the big day um, on the NBA calendar. Still, um, we've got five games again. Uh, the order of these, it we I thought the way these were shared was the order. But now we're hearing this may not be the actual order because ah. there is um, – I believe the NFL is playing as well on Christmas. Are so theres
1: I had I a feeling so. that might yeah. happen. after Like Christmas last year was on a Sunday, and so they kind of had the reason yeah. to, to so play NFL games. Are, and I had a feeling I they keep, were going to get a taste of it and say, like, yeah, we're going to keep get doing that. It.
2: Yeah, I think they're doing some some like uh, game there. So I think they're doing a little bit of shenanigans with the uh, Christmas week schedule. Let's, let's get into it here. So I'm one week too far.
1: By the way, the NBA has while you're looking, the NBA has dominated Christmas for a long time, and my my concern was the the NFL was going to get a taste of Christmas Day games, and they were going to start to encroach upon that territory. Um, and and it maybe that's what's what's going Monday to here.
2: triple header for the NFL, uh, one o'clock Ooh. Eastern, uh, uh, Raiders Chiefs four thirty Eastern Giants Eagles. And then the night game, ABC, Monday Night Football, uh, Ravens 49ers.
1: Oh, my gosh. They're coming out swinging.
2: Like, there are going to be so many fights because they have basically Mm -hmm. a full-ish slate of games on Christmas Eve, including a Christmas Eve game, which I already knew because that features uh, my Patriots at the Broncos. But they're playing, like, Full-ish games and not only That if it was like well hey I can, We could do something on Saturday no they Stuffed two games in there on Saturday too <laughs> So Saturday Sunday Monday of Christmas weekend Is uh yeah A lot of football but NBA show so uh, they're going to work some things around. I think the one we know for certain is the five o'clock, which has become kind of, that's the prime, like, this is the game. That mm-hmm. sounds like it's Celtics-Lakers. That's yeah. at least what you know, we've seen reporting on and some of the things I've heard. The other two games, Bucks at Knicks, 76ers at Heat. Those, in logic terms, would be the early games, but we'll yeah. see. Then it's Mavericks at Suns and Warriors at Nuggets. I Philly in the Heat. Let's see who's still left on those teams and what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, all those rest of those games are pretty good. I think those are pretty good games. Yeah, yeah, you know, helps quite a bit. I, I put this on Twitter, and even Knicks fans are like, "Yeah, we agree." I <laughs> was like, "It helps a lot that the Knicks are good because <laughs> yeah, you know, the Knicks getting Christmas games every year when they stunk." Was like, yeah, eh. same
1: thing with Lakers. When the Lakers were bad, we, yeah. they still played Christmas.
2: Yeah yep now on the flip side it did give you that little bit of a break if it's like i kind of have this one on and half watch so but yeah yeah so there we are there's your christmas slate i think it's pretty good
1: yeah yeah yeah. i, I like it i like it i do wonder with it being in denver if that will actually be if that is the evening game or if yeah. that is the right yeah. after the lakers yeah. celtics
2: game yeah or do you put that one in like like could could you put that one in the afternoon and play the oh, heat? Yeah. the Suns as the late game? Yeah. I mean, they gave themselves options here uh, for sure. So all I know is I certainly won't be watching any of the football games. I'll be glued to the NBA all day on Christmas as I have been since I was very little When back when I was a kid, it was only two, right. It was like two, two games. You got, got a, I want to say it was like noon and then like like three or something were the two games and we I, watched
1: every year. I think I'll have multiple screens going. Yeah, probably. I multiple screens going. So Just you used to do the everything. fantasy
2: football and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. I, know. I, I, I had to let that go.
1: That's going to be like playoff time and everything for fantasy. Yeah. 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 Let's keep an eye yeah. on that. Okay. Um, in any event, the, the schedule, we'll be getting the full schedule soon-ish. I know tomorrow they're doing a big deal where they're announcing the in-season tournament games and, and all of that. So it's coming. It's yep. coming. And then we'll be able to look through the schedule and point out the highlights and, and all that kind of stuff.
2: And everybody can go and argue that their team got screwed, even though everybody plays 82 and roughly the same exact schedule. But
1: I think, I think every West team is going to feel like they got screwed because <laughs> everybody look at the always schedule, and you're like, going to go, Oh, everybody's good. good. This sucks.
2: Yeah, very... yeah <laughs> that's actually great. Is... But yeah, 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 that is true.
1: All right. Uh, Cooper Flag finish up with this reclassifies now part of the 2025 draft class. Um, this is like this is kind of file this away but could wind up being a very 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 big deal for next season and what teams are competing for draft positioning and and all that sort of stuff just again he's a, he's very good so this will be this is something certainly to take note of
2: super fun story too he grew up in an extremely small town in Maine only about 3800 people in his hometown Uh, dominated early in his high school career. He's named uh, the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in the state as a freshman uh, dominated. He's also a twin. He has a twin brother. Um, Then he transferred to Montverde Academy. Um, I am for those who don't know, Hitman is right down the road from me, uh, where I live in uh, in or in the Orlando area, and I've been there quite often and seen uh, seen them play and practice and different things. And um, he he's he's good. He's legitimate. Like he is like legitimately really really good. Um, a last year at the under seventeen World Cup, uh, in seven games, um, played a little bit of a different kind of role. Um, as far as a scorer, so only 9.3 points per game, but 2.4 steals, 10 rebounds per game in 2.9 blocks. Um, and he's six foot nine, really athletic, can really shoot, can handle, can dribble. Uh, he's gonna kind of be one of those do it all forwards that um will come in right away. And as Trevor said, this is now puts him in line to potentially be the number one pick, mm-hmm. but in the 2025 draft. So this coming year, he'll be at. Be one more year in high school. He'll be in you know at Montverde, but he's going to graduate at the end of the end of the year, and then he's going to go to college for one year. Because remember, that did not get changed yeah. in the CBA, so he'll go to college for one year. Maybe does do a ignite? I don't think so. I think he'll probably go to college um, for one year. He'll play one one year college basketball somewhere, and then you know we'll, we'll we'll find out if he ends up being the number one pick. But right now, kind of a big deal, not generally if this was march we probably wouldn't even make anything more than a passing mention of this but the reality is this is a is a big deal and you know it's kind of it's just a fun story that this kid from a small town in maine which is you know far from a basketball hot uh, hotbed you know he 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 made it you know and now right on the stage to potentially be the number one overall pick
1: yep yep so it's certainly uh, again nothing that's like pressing this moment but a name to remember keep an eye on it and um, 2025 draft class, this uh, could end up being a really big deal, and and it could. I'm not saying the teams are going to completely shift their strategy, right? Sure. R- just just because of this, but it's just another thing to add that teams are going to factor in when they're making decisions on, you know, hey, we're doing this trade, we can get a 2025 pick or a 2027 pick. Well, maybe this, you know, pushes them more towards 2025. Sure. know, like just some. This could end up being something that matters. To some degree, I'm not saying everybody's going to suddenly, you know, tank and do everything they can to go get the number one overall pick, but this it could end up being a, a pretty big deal here.
2: Yeah, and he's not he he is to be very fair and honest. He's not on the level of like binyama
1: yes, any yeah. of those
2: kind of guys. Now he, you know, could continue to boost his stock and all that but you know this is just it's interesting we're going to see more of this more of these kids reclassifying more kids that are you know uh, going to continue to do things like g league ignite and overtime elite and that in my opinion this is great this is all different pathways there should not be one one pathway to professional uh sports there should be multiple pathways in and and, you know and everybody should be allowed to pick the one they think that's right for them and and i
1: Mm -hmm. think it's a good thing absolutely Absolutely.
2: Hey, I want to ask you a question before we wrap up the show. This is mm-hmm. not really nonsense. It's cuz it's basketball related. Okay. I saw you tweeting about Team USA cuz I know yeah. you were watching and Austin Reeves looked pretty good. he has been part of why they won uh you know in those games. So, um but what what like is is that the extent of what you've been doing basketball wise right now is is Team USA? I mean, I know you're still doing Lakers content and all that stuff, but you got anything else you've been working on or doing or like like working through just curious
1: just working through anything else that I've been been working on like
2: I I don't know is there anything you're like you know I want to go back and see you know what did it look like you know I don't know when Paul Gasol played with the Lakers or I'm making that up because he just went into the Hall of Fame but anything like that I I don't
1: know no I mean I can't say that, that I've been like going back and working through too much. I've certainly been watching a ton of highlights and definitely yeah. watching team, team USA and all that kind of
2: stuff. Why? What's, what's on your mind here, Keith? No, I was just curious. Cause somebody asked me the other day, they're like, like, what do you do now? Like, you know, cause it's like, in, in the question was very respectful. I got it in an, an email um, and it was asked, you know, like, well, what do you guys do at this time of year? And they're like, you know, Full disclosure, they opened with big fan of the show. I you know, happy you guys are still putting out shows regularly and blah 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 and all that nice stuff. And I shouldn't blah 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 the nice stuff because it is nice and it was very good, good to hear and read. Um, but we were but just what is it you guys do at this time of year? Like okay, well, what do you do basketball wise? And and I knew for me, like like what I've been doing is they're about 10 12 teams I didn't really get to see, um, at Summer League like the way I wanted to, so I've been going back through and I've been watching like the roster level guys like the guys who will either be training camp guys actual roster guys or guys who have a legitimate shot to come up through like the g league or wherever and i've been spending a lot of time just trying to watch and understand those players a little bit more like i've been doing that we're working on some projects for spot track where we're doing some stuff around um, it'll come out late we we talked all about the cap space thing that'll come out later this week Uh, my cap space uh, article we still get a couple offseason recaps and then we got a Got, got the player classification project that we're working on. So I've been kind of working on all that stuff. But, but actual watching basketball wise, it's for me. It's been, I've been watching a lot of the G leagues, yeah, the G summer league stuff.
1: The way you were saying, I was thinking there was something I was supposed to be plugging. No, no. And, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I know we're doing the team reviews, but what what yeah, am I forgetting no. about here? <laughs>
2: no, yeah, I was stumbled. That's why you're the host of the show because I, I stumbled and blew, blew
1: it. So. I was I was like thinking, oh my gosh, we've got some, we've got some project that we've totally <laughs> talked about, and I'm blanking on what it, what it is right now. No, I've been no, so that. we we've still been doing plenty of Laker stuff. We've still been doing our live shows and all that. Um, but then it also gives me like when games aren't on, because like when games are on, I do uh, I do the play by play during the sure. game. I do the post game show. So that's like a game night by itself is like five hours worth of yep. work. For me, that's just the game. And then any news that comes out during the day and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, of course, we get news in the off days and all that. So during the season, it can be tough to pay attention to, like, all the other stuff um, that needs to get done. So, like, I've been adding moderators to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Oh, I've been, you we've been fleshing out what memberships are going to look like when we roll that out. Um, got a new intro made, which Lincoln did a great job with. I uh, Got that made up. Uh, for the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, which'll debut shortly. While we were on the show here, I messaged our editor, Lincoln and said, "Hey, I need a, a hurricane hardened drop. <laughs> can you can you make me something? So like paying more attention to some of the peripheral stuff around our our shows, um, I've certainly been doing you know more of that and kind of figuring out how exactly we'll want everything set up for for next season and, and all that. So, Again, this is the time of year when I've got a little bit more time to do that, but the clock is ticking because before we know it, man, it's going to be training camp and then it's going to be full bore back into, you know, five, six shows a week, if not more, plus tons of news items and yeah. and all kinds of stuff to get into. So it's this time of year that I try to take care of like all the uh, the housekeeping stuff that I that I can.
2: No, and, that, and it's just, I, I thought it was an interesting question because somebody was sure. like, yeah, what do you do now? And like, you know, it's funny because like, yes, we do take time off and yes, things have slowed mm-hmm. down. So there's not the like, you know, incessant kind of grind of like, all right, got to do this and do that. And and we, we I know just the way you and I work, we both are pretty organized, pretty uh, more, we're attached to our routines mm-hmm. on things. So like we, you know, by, I know for both of us, we're like, let's get this schedule released because then that's all right now i know how my life is going to look for the next you know six months right. or whatever but but yeah it, it's it's at this time of year when it's catch up and i was just like yeah that's an interesting question so i thought i'd bring it up you know on the on the show just to kind of kind of throw it out there and then we'll, you'll wrap us up
1: yeah 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 no it's a good one it's a good one because you know there's i found that a, there's a lot of people who actually are curious about what we do, how we got to the point yeah. of doing this. Cause a lot of people that they say, Oh, I would love to to talk about sports to just talk about basketball all the time. And, um, and kind of want some insight into what all of that looks like and how, yeah. how, what, how life actually plays out. And I promise you, it's not as exciting as you would think most of, most of the time, uh, every once in a while we do get the, you know, 2am Kevin Durant gets traded and, and yes. we get to go crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, maybe we'll, that's something we can talk more, talk more about kind of as the summer goes on.
2: Yeah. And I and I'll say this too, for like every, like right now, it's probably not that way. Cause we had pretty much the James Harden story and a couple mm-hmm. other smaller things, but like when we do the show, it's like, you know, well, when I tell people, I said, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, I'll be honest. It doesn't always feel like work because a big chunk of the job is watching basketball. Yeah. But like for every time we sit down and talk about something like hours of work have preceded that, Yeah. You know, when I sit down to write, like, you know, yeah, if it's a news article, which I used to do a lot of for Celtics blog, I would knock those out. And those are very quick because you're basically just trying to get something up of like, you know, oh the Celtics have completed a trade and you're you're putting out the details so that then you know it's out there for people to digest and see what it looks like. Um, but when you're like doing an article, it's like 10 times more work. For you know that you know the hour of maybe writing or whatever of research and all the other stuff and you know it's kind of funny because I said it to a friend the other day he's like, he's like hey what are you doing right now and I was like he's like oh, I'm just you know doing some work he's like what does that mean and I was like. I'm actually watching Sacramento Kings G League or Summer <laughs> League games because I didn't get to see much. And he, go, he goes, oh, so you're not really working. And I'm like, yeah, that, that is work. Like, that's work for me. Like, now my work's way better than his work. His work sucks. Like, it, to mm. be honest, his job's not fun. And my job is. So, you know, there, there it is. But but we do work. Like, that, that is part of it.
1: Well, it, I look at it this way, too. Like, we part of what we do and part of what, part part of what this entails is being ridiculously in tune with everything going on in the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. And and to a basically obsessive degree, right? And that's part of what, like we say, well, do we spend a ton of time setting up every single show? No. So if we have a certain segment or something like that, then sure. sure, but for the most part, you and I can get into it, can just throw a topic up and we can get into it and break it down. And you certainly can go deeper into the, the cap stuff, all the nuance than, than I can on that side. I get more into the narrative side of things. That you guys we've watched the show kind of understand that's how Keith and I are wired. But um it's but that comes from constantly monitoring everything. Like, I don't think of it either, but you know, my wife will notice, like, we're watching a movie or something, and she's like, What are you doing? Oh, I'm reading, I'm looking at this story about. You know, the James Harden situation or or whatever, like just it's it's constantly staying on top of every little thing going on, going on in the league. And that. I don't think about it as like I'm clocked in right now because there is no time clock. I'm just constantly on it. Right. And that's just that's just the way that it is. I know you're the same way.
2: Yeah. And for everybody, neither of us is this is in no form or fashion a complaint
1: no no no, no. Or, and i'm saying it doesn't feel like yeah. i'm working yeah, at the time exactly. i'm not even yeah, thinking about that because that's just that's what i'm that's what i'm doing and that in turn allows us to do this this kind of stuff yeah.
2: yeah and it's funny to to that point too and even like the james harden thing like that's preceded by yeah we sat down and mostly just started talking about it today for the show but like there were a few texts back and forth of like all right yeah we're gonna look at this and we're constantly texting each other throughout the day of like mm-hmm. hey did you see this all right put it in the not that we necessarily have a show file but like file it away for tomorrow like yep. we'll we'll be ready to go and you know, we'll have all those things kind of kind of there and it's it's fun and it to your point about like tv or movie and all that stuff part of why i love going to the movies because i do when i go to the movies i shut my phone off like i shut it off for the duration of the movie because for me like that's my chance to like i i'm like one, I paid for the, to go see this movie. Right. Like one, I want to get my money's worth. And like, that's like, all right, I'm going to disconnect for the next two hours. I'm just going to focus on this. Like I had to watch secret invasion the first episode twice because the first time. Like I was kind of playing on my phone and I was so completely lost at the end of the first episode yeah. where I was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. So yeah, but it's, it, it is funny. Like I rarely, it's funny. Cause my, uh my daughter, it's like so crazy. Where she's a, like, she's like, how can you do those two things at once? She's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm into the show we're watching. But like, let's be honest. Like, if we're sitting around, one of the things we watch together as a family is Outdaughtered, which is like oh. a goofy show about the family that is the five girl quintuplets. Oh. And like, we like it because so it's stressful. funny. But like, yeah, it's yeah. And like, <laughs> we're like I'm like, I don't exactly need to be like fully dialed in here like right. like i'm not like gonna it's not like i'm gonna miss a plot point and be like oh i'm lost you know why is this one now in dance class like like i think i'm okay to follow along while i scroll twitter or read an article or whatever but right. but we do you know there, there are certain things like when we watch the mario movie was like all right we're all gonna put our phones on the counter and we're gonna watch the the super mario movie and, mm-hmm. and we did it it was fun so yep. yeah, I just thought that was fun. I thought it was a great, great question that somebody asked about like why you know is it this way and uh, you know it's just that's what we're doing right now.
1: It's it's not all that dissimilar from obviously my background with teaching where people say oh well you get your whole summer off. Eh, not really. That's, yeah. that's there's always and and not to say that you, you know you're always on when you're teaching or whatever. There's there's a ton of differences, but just there's this perception that oh you've got all summer to just hang out and do whatever and it's not really true with teaching just like during the off season it's not we still have tons of stuff that that we are doing and you know exactly. staying up on and, and all of that
2: yeah 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 there's a definitely not a just you know sit out fully here that that is not where we're at
1: right right okay well uh let us know in the comments section do you guys want to hear more about that kind yeah. of stuff you know about doing this as a, as a job, as a career, uh, you know, being a, a sports media personality, I suppose is, is our, our titles. Um, let us know if you want to hear more about that. Cause Keith and I certainly can go on and on and on and tell you all about, you know, kind of what we do. So, uh, or if you guys want to, to do it as like a
2: live show where you can ask us yes. questions on one of our, and we will get back to front office Fridays. We've just, the last few weeks have been crazy with stuff going Mm -hmm. on. So we'll, 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 we we will get back into those on a regular basis. So hopefully this Friday, we'll, we'll see.
1: Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office, YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. And of course, follow us over on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts Till next time. See ya, and stay safe.